0: On this week's episode, big plans are ahead for Disney, a busy weekend ahead for pop culture, and was it a successful summer at the box office? All this and more as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos.
1: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, the Happy Hoarder, Humanic Media, or anything that we do at popculturecosmos.com or popculturecosmos on Facebook, where we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. You can go ahead and catch many many hours of tabletop RPG action each and every week right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Plus also as well, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture like no one else at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. So if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is the happy hoarder of everything that he hoards. Today, at the Happy Hoarder, plus also as well, PopCultureCosmos.com and everything that he does for his great stuff that's out there, including the Super B.S. Gamescast and, of course, his amazing book still on the shelves at Amazon and Barnes Noble entitled, Congratulations, You Suck, It Is My Good Friend. It is Josh Culture Cosmos, a.k.a. Josh Peterson. What's up, man?
1: What's up? You know, when I depart this world one day,
0: at 190,
1: at 190, I'm probably going to end up with like one of those storage containers. You know, like mm-hmm. like how people always want to like sons and daughters. Like, okay, family members always hate going through like the uh, sort of like past relatives because mm-hmm. they never know what they're gonna find. What they're gonna find in mine, they're gonna unlock the door, put up the roll cage, and just a. T- a ton of old action figures and video games are going to fall out.
0: You know what that means, though. Hmm. That means another great episode of Storage Wars is on the uh,
1: way. Right, right, exactly.
0: Oh, I love that show. back in its heyday. I know it's still going on in some form, I believe, and it's like twentieth season or whatnot. I don't know. I mm-hmm. just I haven't really checked on it lately. I, maybe I should before the end of the show. But I used to be hooked on Storage Wars. I don't care if it was set up by the producers. I don't care if, if you know they planted stuff inside you know one of the lockers they were supposedly going to buy. I don't care if all the arguments were staged and everything that you hear about that show. When that show clicked, that show was really, really good. When the cast of characters, the regulars that were bidding on it, it ran, really clicked, it was worth it every single week.
1: Okay, so uh, I, it's funny you mentioned that, all right? Because like I was reading this thing on just like how much of the grand Tour was staged with Jeremy Clarkson. You know, I love that show, and I know uh, there's a ton of people out there that it's like one of the most watched shows on Amazon, but a part of me deep in my heart had known a lot of it is staged. but I just like didn't want to acknowledge it. And even though, like, now it's being brought to light, how much of it actually is staged, I still, like, I still love it. You know, I just can't. Yeah. It's, just, it's just good TV.
0: Well, it reminds me, and I know that they've actually started to show footage and stuff as far back as from as the Millie Vanilli movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of that period of time because people were in such an uproar because of what happened as far as the individuals in Millie Vanilli were. Yeah. Yeah. not actually seeing initially their own songs they tried to do it in concerts later on and whatnot but unfortunately it also might have led to a suicide death of one of the uh, singers of, of Millie Vanilli very tragic story. The thing was if Millie Vanilli came out today nobody would make a big deal even if they yeah. admitted that you know somebody else was singing or whatnot nobody would make a big deal at all about it and yeah. I didn't care at the time I know people there was mass burnings of the, their records. I just loved the music. I didn't care who was singing it. I just enjoyed the music and the tunes. That, I think, was a very sad story. And I'm actually kind of intrigued that they're going to portray it here in an upcoming movie slash series. I know there's going to be a lot of renewed interest into it because it also details about a darker side of the 80s. But, you know, they're going to go ahead and actually delve more into it in the coming months. And I know we'll be able to talk about that on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I always look at stuff like that, like, Oh, Hey, we're, we're, you know, we're going to burn records or whatever it might be. I always like, it's it's funny because a lot of people that are, are in that type of crowd, like let's cancel this person or, you know, whatever the, it's like, let, let them who is without sin cast the first stone, you know, like everyone is probably guilty of things that are just like that or just as bad, but it's like, you know, it's more, I get that social relevance, I guess, if I'm doing this, you know, on a platform where other people are seeing, I don't know. I just like, it, 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 we, we always talk about this, right? Like t- learning to separate art from the artist. And I guess that's kind of a, a, a difficult task.
0: I see on Wikipedia, which is always the most trusted newsworthy site. Okay. I'm kidding when I say that, but <laughs> it lists as a 13th season of storage wars, Premiered in April of 2021, so it's around 13, 14 seasons. So I guess I overestimated that. I'm the, I think if you did it right, you could just That's have still this. a lot. Though this it's a great filler for A and E. It has been for years. I know that it still plays and reruns. I think it could go on forever if you could build new shows with it. If they wanted to, I think eventually they'll go back to it. I think it's some form or fashion, if they have it already. So. Yeah, I think that a 14th season most likely will be on the way and even more of that because it's always great filler for them. It's easy, yeah. it's cheap. And as long as you find the right cast of characters to bid on these, quote unquote, and I'm using bid in quotations. Yeah, I think it'd be just fine. So. <laughs> Absolutely. But it is the pop culture cosmos. We truly thank you for being part of it. Once again, everybody out there watching and listening, Josh, I'll have some thoughts on Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, and The Last of Us Part 1 coming up here in a sec. I know we touched on it in detail with Melinda and I on the PC Multiverse, so give that a listen. Hopefully you have already. Also as well, we'll be talking about Disney Plus Day. In Part 2 of our battle for September 8th, Disney Plus Day is coming. What's on the docket? And really, what does Disney need to do? It's also a preview of D23, so they're going to hit you with the right and left with a ton of stuff coming up from Disney. So what is Josh looking forward to from Disney Plus Day and also the start of D23? That's coming up here in a bit. Plus also, was it a successful summer at the box office? We'll debate that coming up here in a bit as well. But first, Josh, I know we talked at length on The Friday show. I had a chance to check out the first two episodes of *Lord of the Rings*, *The Rings of Power*, and as everybody is saying around the world or and on the internet, they are exhaling a sigh of relief that it didn't suck. That this $500 million gamble and investment by Amazon was not a waste. The initial offerings in the first 24 hours says, or Amazon actually, you know, they made sure everybody knew. That while the 10 million plus people that were watching HBO Max's Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon was a nice number, they more than doubled it with 25 million viewers in its first 24 hours. So your thoughts, my friend. Again, I thought it got off to a good start. It did a lot of explaining. It really did a good job of telling the stories or at least starting the stories of what's going on here as we get into the second age. Your thoughts on the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power.
1: I enjoyed it. Like I, I liked it. I and okay, he, he, hear me out. All right, so the Hobbit movies. All right? everyone kind of like looks back at those and bashes them a little bit, but despite they're okay, the fact uh, they're there. They're, they're okay. Yeah, they're there. Despite and they're they're bloated, but I don't know. I just like I love being in that world. Just like I will admit that the Fantastic Beast movies are not that good, but I just like being in that world. You know? Does, does that make sense?
0: It's yeah, it does absolutely. I mean, uh, I think. When you go there, the, the especially with the Lord of the Rings, the shots of New Zealand, the epic feel mm-hmm. of the Middle Earth, although they're going to now continue the series by shooting it in London. So we'll see if that still has that epic feel going forward. But at least the first season will still have that epic feel of the Middle Age and again have that feel that was captured so well in the Lord of the Rings movies and also at times in The Hobbit as well.
1: Yeah, it it just it takes me back to a not happier, but like simpler time in life. You know, when I was a kid and I would go either with my friends or my dad to like go to the movie theaters and watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I don't know. It just it makes me feel the warms inside, you know. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And
1: yeah, I don't blame you, Ben. Yeah, and and, I mean, as for content, like, it's good so far. The storytelling's good. They do a good job, like you said, of explaining the backstory and relevance of some of these characters. And they also, like, I love that they're kind of hinting at things that you already have, like, learned about in the other Lord of the Rings. Like, they have the box that the dwarves have. And, like, my first thought was, like, oh, my gosh, is that the Arkenstone in there? The guy that fell from the sky, obviously. Meteor Man. Yeah, Meteor Man. Your first thought is... Gandalf it's got to be Gandalf you know because because they're covering an area of Tolkien's history that has never been like extensively written about before right it's just kind of been referenced through uh like talk in the Lord of the Rings books or through the Silmarillion like brief glimpses of what that was like and so I really don't understand all the vitriol that this series is getting because I know Amazon had to shut off the reviews yes i don't i don't get it like i think that it's great and i don't understand this whole like ah uh, it, it frustrates me you know because like i'm I'm looking at it like this people are like well you're you're pushing diversity or whatever but like tolkien never specifically states he says that the elves are very fair skinned but he never specifically states like skin colors in these characters in these novels so, like, it shouldn't I really be a big
0: deal they're not making a big deal,
1: deal. yeah I, and like, I think what's his name? The guy that plays the elf. Like, I think that he's great. Like, he, I don't know. He's just, it's got a made up, it's a new
0: character. It's a character that's not in the Tolkien universe. It's a, it's a new character, anyways. Him and yeah. his love interests are new characters.
1: They are new characters. And he's got this like stern expression on his face. I don't know. But I'm they're captivated. interesting. I, yeah. And I'm captivated by this character. And like, I just, you know, I, I saw like the, I don't think they're going to kill him off, but you know, you see the hand. Out on,
0: dear. I think. It out
1: of, yeah. You see the hands pop out of the moss or whatever and yank them back into the hole. But like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't understand. And I was having this conversation with someone. I'm like, this is why, I'm sorry, I'm really fired up about this. But like, this is why nobody will ever make another great Star Wars movie. Because there are people who are like so obsessed with like, they call themselves purists, right? This can be extended across all mediums. But they're like, they want so bad for something to fail that they are almost trying to make it fail if that you know it's just it's it frustrates me because this is great i'm really loving this my kids like it my wife keeps falling asleep but i'm sure she'll catch up at some point (laughs) i'm into it and have you noticed that most of the elves in here seem to look like younger versions of william defoe
0: (laughs) that's a good point that's a very good point i know that the the individual playing Elrond has gotten a lot of interest online, as far as because of the big chin he has.
1: <laughs> so, oh yeah, he's he's good too. I don't know, man. I like and it. And it this really has been good. This has been really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, nothing I, I about
1: do. it has disappointed me.
0: No, no. And to me, again, uh, this blows away anything that has been shown on House of the Dragon. Okay, House oh. of the Dragons just standard, run of the mill, mm-hmm. very average yeah game of thrones stuff if you uh, and as i said before if you're in we into game of thrones and you wanted your game of thrones back it checks every box
1: mm-hmm. but
0: for me it just looks like it checks every box it has the political intrigue yeah yeah has the debauchery yeah 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 it has violent uh, stuff in it yeah, yeah yeah it just seems like okay the producers knew what the game of thrones fans wanted and are giving it to them but Mm -hmm. it's not going out of the box to do anything more and it's just there it to me it's just there Mm -hmm. and i've watched two episodes of it and it's 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 background filler for me right now because it Mm -hmm. just really is just not that as interesting it's okay and i'll keep watching it but it just it doesn't has it's not captured me like the first two episodes of lord of the rings the rings of power
1: I absolutely agree with you and I don't know like what I'm really liking about the Lord of the Rings watching Game of Thrones it's like when you're watching something you know you're not supposed to as a kid and your mom walks in and you feel like so ashamed of yourself mm-hmm. that's like every episode of Game of Thrones for me I'm like Ugh. you know I watched it do I really feel good about myself after watching this <laughs> <laughs> no but then Lord of the Rings comes on and I'm like wow I feel really good inside right now
0: There's no political intrigue, there's no debauchery, there's no ultra-super-violent stuff. Although, you know, they're going to probably hack off some orcs at some point in time. Oh, I'm
1: sure, that's typical. Yeah, I think
0: that it shows that you don't have to go down that route every single time. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's bad if you go down that route, but it's kind of cool and kind of refreshing. We don't have to go ultra-violent, we don't have to curse 1,500 times. We don't have to go ahead and do all those things that push the envelope every single time. Sometimes it's just good that we can tell a story in a Middle Earth setting that's pretty darn good.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials?
2: Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have an agreement with a group of hags who call themselves the Hourglass Coven. You see, they can come and go into the Witchlight Carnival as they please, to steal from naughty patrons. But what happens when those patrons come back years later looking for those lost things? Find out as Wizards & Wine takes on the Wild Beyond the Witchlight, two tables playing through the same adventure, one table more thoughtful, kind, and bold in their actions, the other table more decisive, more adventurous. A little more prone to taking risks the actions of each table influences the gameplay of the other find out how it all shakes out with wizards and wine the wild beyond the Witchlight. you can catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and you can catch the live stream on mondays find us on youtube and facebook we hope to see you at the carnival very soon
0: i mean is not the peter jackson movies the first trilogy level i don't know but it's darn close to it. It's closer to it than what I thought it would be. And with a whole new cast, with a whole new feel, it still feels different, yet feels familiar to the Peter Mm -hmm. Jackson movies enough to make it worth my time. And it's really, I think, something that if it continues down this route, something I'm really going to treasure. And I really think it's going to be a good watch for everybody out there if they stick to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And... You know, knowing what we've seen so far, I I think that the uh, there isn't a lack of storytelling present in this. I think we're going to get by the time this first season's over, it will feel like we have been you know Im- fully immersed in a Tolkien novel.
0: And what is most surprising to me is I thought the advertising for it, which we had all heard, the hundred million dollars of advertising going into Game of Thrones, and you know you saw the fact that they've got ten million people their first episode and actually a little, even a little bit more than that on their second episode so good for them and hbo and all that i really thought it was really kind of understated on the advertising leading up to the debut i was expecting it to be just planted everywhere i know there was internet and there's a little bit of visual as far as advertising but i really didn't see as much as i thought it would i would have seen it on the packaging i mentioned that keep on stressing the packaging Amazon has this viable way of advertising. They did it last year with Chris Pratt's movie. They didn't do it this year. I really thought that was a mistake, and I thought they were gonna, you know, it was gonna—I don't want to say flounder, but it was not going to be able to be as successful as I thought it was. But you know what? Twenty-five million off the get-go in the first twenty-four hours—it's a big success for Amazon, and no one can say anything else about that.
1: Yeah, and you know what? The the other great thing about this is like leave as many nasty reviews as you want. You still added to those numbers. You know, Just, like it's still, it's there's like situations, right? Where people like don't read books or watch movies by people anymore. They're like, I'm burning it. You still contributed your dollars to them. So who wins in this scenario?
0: And it's so funny because the, the Tol- I read an article which had the quotes around the, about a decade ago about mm-hmm. from J.R. Tolkien's son in regards to his disdain for Peter Jackson's movies about how it was not the way, or paraphrasing that, how it was not the way his father would have had those stories told. Hey, those three movies, especially, and even the Hobbit movies, because they've all earned around a billion dollars worldwide. All six of those movies have earned close to a billion dollars worldwide. People love the Lord of the Rings in the modern age. They love the movies more than they have loved the book. They've come to know the Lord of the Rings because of those movies more than the book in this modern age. And if it brings interest to J.R. Tolkien's original work, how is that so bad? And this series, I know that the Tolkens are privately, probably going to say bad things about it again. And I'm not going to dispute that. And I understand that they just got a huge check from the Embracer group and they're going to be doing stuff that they're going to oversee going forward. I don't know if it'll adapt as well to an audience. Whatever you want to say, this has been a big boost for the Lord of the Rings and hopefully will get people even closer to the Lord of the Rings IP as a whole. You know, it's Amazon, so people, after they watch it, they can go buy it, the book on Amazon really easily. So I don't know. It just seems like a win win. I would just be like patting the back of Amazon right now, just like crazy if I was. Absolutely.
1: The Absolutely. And here's, here's the thing, too. Like, I'll, I, I always wondered about this, right? You have these people that have these potentially really successful estates, right? Of like uh dead authors or you know what whatever that might be. And they're like, "Oh, I don't like the way so and so handled the the movie the movie to this." Well, well, okay, then why don't you make it yourself so that you have 100% control over what's going on? Like if you're really that picky about how this is portrayed, like at least you're making people curious about the source material. You're making people want to go out. Like I went to Sam's club and they have all these brand new editions of the Lord of the Rings books. And I was like, man, I I, I want to purchase all of them. You know, funny like, how that is. Yeah.
0: Well, I wonder why. Hmm. yeah. Could it be because there's a brand new show on Amazon highlighting yes. it?
1: Exactly. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that wanted to go in and buy like six books, you know, just seeing those on the shelf. So at least, Whether or not it's good, you're making people you're you're interesting people in, in the mythology. So you're still if if,
0: when something like that is good, that's what it does.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just you know I don't, I don't understand that, but teach their own, I suppose.
0: Again, you know that's my thing with the Bracer Group buying the rights to the Lord of the Rings going forward and what they're going to put out. They're going to put a Gandalf movie out. They've rumored they're going to put a uh, you know, a separate movie is about m- most of the major characters, video games, uh, you know, maybe even possibly theme park rides and whatnot. How is that any less of a commercialization or in any less of a showcase of the IP than what Peter Jackson and Amazon have done? So it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's
1: ironic. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is.
0: Maybe we'll have the Tolkien's blessing on any of this stuff going forward. But. There is no way that any of the stuff that the Embracer Group is that's going to do is going to be any more successful than what Peter Jackson and now Amazon have done. There's no way you're going to be able to capture a larger audience than what those entities have done with what Embracer Group is doing, especially because Embracer, even with all the studios under is going to have to do a lot more to give it that kind of platform.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Embracer Group, like it still is a mystery to me, like what them buying this whole thing. So, I yeah, you're right. It's super interesting. You know, we we'll, uh I guess time will tell what's to become of the Lord of the Rings.
0: So what are your thoughts out there? Again, I know I asked it on the Friday show, but I really and Josh and I both really want to hear your thoughts on The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Please let us know your thoughts. Are you digging it? We know you watched it. 25 million people watched it in the first 24 hours. So please let us know your thoughts on Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Before the half hour break, my friend, the last thing that we covered, well, one of the other things that we covered on the Friday show was The Last of Us, Part 1, Remake. You can't say remaster. You have to say Remake. Finally, after all these years trying to start to get it down as far as remake and remaster, because I know that confuses everybody out there, but this is a remake. It's out for the PlayStation 5. Your thoughts on this, my friend? I know as an owner of a PlayStation 5, I know this has come across as far as the advertising on your console when you boot it up. Your thoughts on this? Again, are you invested into going into the world of The Last of Us Part 1? One more time, this time around, you would have to go ahead and dish out that $70. So let me hear your thoughts. The Last of Us, one more time?
1: No, absolutely not. I I have no desire to go out and buy this game a fifth time. If it ever, I mean, maybe on Black Friday, if it drops down to like $12, I'll go. I'll, uh, sure. Sure. I'll go pick up. A I copy bet you it'll it. be a
0: freebie in a couple years or a year
1: or two. Oh, I'm right? sure. And it'll be up on the PlayStation Network thing or whatever, or whatever their Games Pass equivalent is. Yes, absolutely. But I just like, I don't have time and I don't have any desire to, to play this again. This will be like my third or fourth time playing this game. And I just don't, it's not something I'm interested in at the moment
0: and that's what i'm you know by bringing out i'm trying to say is that you know melinda feels the opposite as far as now if you played it before now you really want to go ahead and do this again and pay 70 dollars again if you played it before i'm not sure a lot of people that are gonna be
1: yeah i'm not
0: sure i'm still not convinced of that i mean if you're brand new to it and you got Mm -hmm. a playstation 5 i would highly suggest you get it if you've never played it before but if you've already played it once and then you played it the next year when the remaster came out or any point in time when, even when before when they gave it away for free or very cheap.
1: Yeah. It,
0: playing it again, third time is that's a lot to ask
1: it is a lot. And here's, you know, to be fair, like if they were to, you know, rewrite some things in the story and say, Hey, it's an, if they, okay, if they're to label it, Hey, it's an extended cut. Like, there's stuff in this that wasn't in the original. I can be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go out and play this one, but not at a price point of
0: $70. That's going to be, again, for a lot of people who've played before, I think a tough ask, but you never know. I mean, we'll see in the MPD numbers just how well it sells. It'll probably surprise me that it probably reached the top of the MPD stats, although that says, I think, more about 2022 as a whole, as far as a video game season if it does rise up the ranks to that because the lack of titles mm-hmm. i think that's going to be something that speaks more volumes about the video game scene as a whole as far as the lack of new titles coming you know that that have been here in 2022 i know madden and saints row have dropped as of late we'll see how they fare for august but yes i want to, i'm curious i'm curious this you know in october when we finally see the numbers for september in the mpd exactly where this this game stands along as far as sales are concerned because then i think it'll really speak to what the video game scene is like in 2022
1: yeah no i I absolutely agree with you it was clever of them to push this game out at the time that they did because there's nothing else out there to play so Mm -hmm. i i can see why someone would be like oh i'm gonna go out and pick this game up good for them you know but I don't see any quality, not quality. I just, I don't see any reason to go out and play the game right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, i I equated it to Mass Effect. If Mass Effect or EA came out with another remastered or remade version of Mass Effect, the definitive, definitive edition, I wouldn't buy it because I just bought Mass Effect, the definitive edition. I don't care if it would be optimized for the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. You can only spend so much on an IP before you say, you know what? I've had enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, again, like, it's just there's no reason to remaster or remake, or, yeah, put out a game that many times. Elder Scrolls, I guess, is a uh, exception to that, but...
0: Yeah, yeah well, you yeah. know, that's Bethesda. There's, yeah. there, I'm still waiting for the Skyrim anniversary edition coming out at any point in time anytime soon i'm sure that's on its way but we'll see i think it's going to surprise us though i think you and i are going to be surprised when we see the MPD numbers and we see it actually near the top of the charts but then again i think it speaks more to the fact that there's a lack of new things coming out on the marketplace so we'll see what happens but what are your thoughts out there on the last of us part one this remade version? of especially for the PlayStation 5. Please let us know your thoughts. Cosmos at Yahoo.com. And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy and Goodness. And this time we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, play sets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and of course our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 2. Exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. My friend, Disney Plus Day. It's coming around the corner. And for the battle for September 8th because Paramount was unflinching in its efforts to go ahead and move. Probably would have been the smart move to move its day a little bit in either direction. Disney Plus Day and the start of D23 is dropping on Thursday. Your thoughts on this? I know Disney Plus Day has got a nice day ahead of us as far as dropping Thor Love and Thunder on Disney Plus. The new Pinocchio movie with Tom Hanks that's going to be dropping. A behind-the-scenes Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return. Cars on the Road special. I guess an early episode coming out of She-Hulk. Marvel Studios Assembled, The Making of Thor, Love and Thunder, Frozen and Frozen 2 Singalongs. I know that's going to be great for the kids. Remembering, Welcome to the Club, a Simpsons short film. Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances. I know that's going to actually get some views. Tierra Incognita. Growing up, and the epic adventures with Bertie Gregory's on tap for Disney Plus Day. That's all going to be debuting on Disney Plus. Plus, I'm sure there's going to be major announcements, some trailers. We're going to probably see a better look at Star Wars Andor. Going to be uh, seeing a lot of stuff going down for a lot of things relating to D23, including Marvel, Star Wars. What are your thoughts on Disney Plus and what D23 is going to offer us coming up this week?
1: So, I don't have a lot of thoughts right now at Disney Plus Day. Like, you know, it, it's it's right in the beginning of D23, and it's hard to say, like, why are they going to waste announcements for Disney Plus Day as opposed to, you know, having them all roll out at D23? Well, it's got to be
0: coinciding with each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's true. But uh, I, I don't know. Like, I honestly, Disney Plus is... Uh, it's cool. I have, I don't have time to sit down and like watch a lot of the stuff on there. So it's hard for me to like get super excited about stuff that that's coming out, um, you know, on that platform, unless it's like, you know, something big by Marvel or something big by uh, star Wars. But I, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to announce that with like a Disney plus day, it's going to be more of a uh, D 23, you know, big, big announcement.
0: Well, I will say that, they're in the rearview mirror of Netflix now because they are the fastest growing streaming entity of all the streamers because they've grown to in 3 years, a little less than 3 years, 152 million which is only 70 million now behind what we see from Netflix which is right around 220 million. So they are hot on the heels. They're in the rearview mirror. Disney Plus needs to go ahead and still keep on showcasing things because if this is their future, they need to make sure that They are giving everybody the the time to go ahead and and be able to showcase a lot of great things. I know with Disney Plus, they've got to go ahead and and for the Founders Club, because the Founders Club was a three-year commitment to Disney Plus. So that is ending here in a little bit. So they hopefully will offer another great deal to those who have been with them from the start. I know that's something of great interest to myself. But I also know that the fact that they got to go ahead and keep on showcasing things and announcements that will keep people in tune because if they don't Netflix and they now Amazon, which is really starting to push with, especially with Lord of the Rings and all the other stuff that they're doing, they're really starting to push some big things out there. HBO is still trying to go ahead and, and get everything all together. And while it's still a mess behind the scenes, we've seen what happens with game of Thrones as they merge into HBO discovery. They still need to go ahead and stay on the ball because if they don't, another streaming entity will go ahead and eat it all up. Paramount Plus even.
1: Yeah, I've actually been finding a lot of things on Paramount Plus that I have been enjoying. Most recently a football show called Texas Six. Have you had a chance to see that at I've all? I've heard or of seen- it, but mm-hmm. I have
0: not seen it yet. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, man. Star Trek Strange to-
1: yeah. Yeah, and I know they're like the lead provider of all the jackass movies and I know those mm-hmm. get viewed all the time. So I don't know a lot of good content out there on Paramount plus. Do I think they're going to be Disney plus anytime soon or Netflix? Probably not, but they have a good, it's like what, $7 a month. Like it's, it's one of the cheapest services out there and it's got a lot of great content on there for people to watch. So I, I like it, you know, I dig it.
0: And by the end of this year, Netflix and Disney plus will both be adding on ad supported tiers That are lower costs. So I think that's also going to get people either changing or re-upping or investing into those streaming outlets as well. Because if you've shied away from Netflix because of the high price and you're willing to deal with ads, you're going to be very interested come later this year at the new tiers for that or Disney Plus when they come out with advertisement tiers on it, which I know a lot of people are not liking that already have the service but hey for a lower cost it's actually becoming very attractive to those when they debut later this year
1: you know i like watching hulu but i don't watch it often because of the ads so like i'm i'm the opposite of that crate of that uh, you know crowd know. so it, it's it's tough man we'll have to see like if when it rolls out people be like oh hey it's cheaper i'll go with it but how many of them are going to be able to put up with having ads there and i think that you know netflix knows that people don't want the ads, so they'll quickly you know go back to what they're doing before
0: but it'll be there and that's the thing Mm -hmm. i know that they're that's one way they're trying to go ahead and keep up that 220 million and i know with disney plus they're trying to wait to get to 200 million on their own without the help of hulu or espn plus so we'll see what happens but Disney Plus, I'm expecting a lot of announcements with in relation to new Star Wars, maybe new new stuff that's on the way for Marvel. I know it coincides with D twenty three, so they will make the announcements either there or through Disney Plus. So I'm excited to see. I think that would be great if they showcase the first day of D twenty three on Disney Plus. I really think that would be a smart thing to do. Not the entire it's- weekend.
1: But, yeah, yeah it should be an opener like that would yeah. be great if it were an opener i got i have a wish list for d23 but mm-hmm. do you okay do you want to hear it or do you want to talk sure Shelve that for a minute because it alls.
0: we're gonna we're gonna be talking about it on on the next week's show so go for it my friend
1: okay so here's here's my wish list and we'll see if it comes true i want a new spider-man announcement okay, okay. i want a silver surfer announcement of some kind i want to say i want them to say he's going to be featured in something okay i want a knights of the old republic show okay and lastly i want to see them making moves on a live action dragon ball universe
0: very nice Mm -hmm. i know that we will probably get a actual announcement officially of a wonder man series which we've already talked about and i know has been reported that sir ben kingsley will be a part of that's already been in the trade papers already Mm -hmm. i know that we'll probably hear about nova a nova series that has already been announced by the trade papers has already been in the works as far as behind the scenes production so i know we will see that so i'm hoping we'll be able to get some sort of definitive going forward. I, I also think that if there is going to be a Christmas of next year, star Wars movie, then they got to go ahead and start with a ball now. Oh, far for as, sure. yeah. Yeah. Figure out what's the title, maybe even a first look. We'll see. I'm not sure about that, but at least a, a title, at least some sort of, of, of finality on exactly what it's going to be. I know that we talked about it last week as far as the Star Trek movie, which may now be delayed because they don't have a director. They need to announce a director on that day because they lost their director who hopped over to the Fantastic Four movie. So we'll see what happens. Very enticing and intriguing. But yes, I'm I'm expecting some big announcements come D23 slash Disney Plus Day. I really think that it would be great for D23 to be streamed. I really think it should be streamed. You know what? Thinking about it more, I think all four days should be streamed on Disney+. plus. I think you should just have like a live feed like IGN does, whether it's E3 yes. yeah. and they're at Gamescom. You could do something like that just to show people all the things that are going on at D23. I really think it would be in their best interest to do so.
1: Yeah, I, I could not agree more with that statement. Yeah, they I mean, crank it up to like an E3 level. Like, yeah, have a conference and people can sit down and check it out. Like, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There will be a gaming section for, I think, Disney and Marvel properties. I know at least Marvel properties at that point in time during the course of D23. So looking forward to hearing more about that. And also as well, everything as far as the live projects as far as movies television series coming to disney one thing i also want to say is and i will close this out before the break as far as one thing disney plus on disney plus day whether it's through disney plus or whether it's through d23 needs to announce is interesting side series or movies that are not star wars and marvel related oh my
1: gosh yeah i have a feeling they're gonna do something involving percy jackson because i know that's been talked about a lot they've but... already
0: hired ca- actors and already for that so that's on the yeah.
1: way yeah yeah so i don't know man like i yeah I'm, I'm on board for that like i would love to see like what are they doing as far as pumping out original content like that's where i know dragon ball is not original content but it's something new you know it's like national
0: something, treasure national i, I treasure, know that yeah I know that's coming out. But also, here's a thought. Why not try something entirely new that you don't have the IP for and create something brand new specifically for Disney Plus? (gasps) Wait, what? Original. Totally original. I don't (gasps) understand.
1: I don't understand. Can you explain that more to me?
0: Create something brand new from scratch just for Disney Plus.
1: (gasps) Interesting. That's, that's
0: not the world of Jeff Goldblum.
1: You're talking, you're talking ludicrous here. Like what? What?
0: Yes, I know, I know. Um, that's just, a, it's just a thought. Yes, they're going to probably go delve back into at some point in time Tron, and mm-hmm. again, like we talked about, National Treasure and the Mighty Ducks and the whole nine yards. Yes, I understand they go the obvious, but for once, maybe try something original and see if that works.
1: Hmm. You never know. You never know, yeah.
0: But what are your thoughts on what Disney needs to do for D23? What are you waiting to hear? What would you be excited to hear about for D23 and also Disney Plus Day? What new announcements are you looking forward to? Could it be that maybe something original to the platform could get everyone excited? Let us know your thoughts. Pop Culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode, but before we head on out, NBA 2K23, Splatoon 3, and Cobra Kai Season 5, they all debut on the 9th. I know you and I will try to sneak in some Cobra Kai because really that is a great success story and how they hopped over from YouTube when YouTube got rid of its original series, your thoughts on Cobra Kai, man. I know we're going to be talking hopefully about it on the Monday show, but yeah, I just, I want to give them some, some prep, especially since it's coming out earlier than what they anticipated. Netflix moved it up for September.
1: Okay. You know, what's funny with Cobra Kai is that like, obviously youtube didn't have a lot of faith in it and it's uh you know it continuing so it got sold to netflix and now it's like one of netflix's most watched shows so knowing this you know i'm thinking to myself like hmm i wonder how many more like add-ons of old shows are we gonna get and lo and behold you know like we talked about last week we got our ferris bueller from them from from the producers from the producers so i mean there's definitely a market for it 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 has seemed to, to have found some success. So it's only a matter of time, I feel like, before we get a new Cheers show or something in the Cheers universe. That's not oh, Fraser.
0: It would have to star either Ted Danson or Woody Harrelson. Yeah.
1: Like he opens up his own yeah. bar.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, like a
1: new one, yeah. Like he's retiring or he goes back to the bar. I don't know. It'd be cool.
0: We'll see what happens there. I'd still love to see you know some other... Entities being revived. I know that we bash uh, a lot of stuff as far as being revived all the time, but you know, that's just Hollywood. So there are some other IPs I know that you and I have spoken about in the past that wanting to be revived. So hopefully they can go ahead and at least have some fun with it. I'm not sure if I want to see Roadhouse again. I'm not sure if I want to see Alec McBeal again, <laughs> but it is what it is. So yeah. we'll see starship troopers although i would love to see an expansion of that you know as a series i would love to see that as a series that's money right there that's viewership right there but you know that's just just me talking but what are your thoughts out there on what's going on with cobra kai season five what would you like to see pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com and before we go ahead and touch on our last subject nba 2k23 which right now I think is the premier sports game. It seems to be of the sports games, the most appreciated. Mm-hmm. It is microtransaction heavy now, which is still kind of irritating. Yeah. It's, Ooh, you know, but otherwise as far as the quality of the core game is still there, your thoughts on 2k 23. Cause again, it's going to come out. It's just so funny because it comes out on Friday yet training camp for NBA doesn't start for another three weeks.
1: Yeah, they always do that, though. I mean, they always try to, like, push these games out before the season starts. Case point, Madden. Madden, yeah. And NHL always comes out a few months before the season starts. Yeah, NBA 2K is always microtransaction heavy. And obviously, the, you know, people are paying for it and it's working. And that's why they're continuing to do that. But EA seems to own all the sports games, you know, and I miss the days of, like, nba inside drive or nba live remember that like they had all these different like variations that you can go and play but now it's like you're stuck on the same one over and over again i coach esports at the school that i work at and the kids want to play madden 23 and nba 2k 2K 23 this year so I, i have to go out and buy a couple copies of these games but i don't know man like i just like so i burned out on sports games like five or six years back i haven't gone back to them ever since like have you
0: I do every now and then. I was just playing NBA 2K21 the other day, so I enjoy it every now and then. Uh, I think it's for me, it's something I like to go through as far as for a season. I don't like to play online because I know I'm going to get my butt kicked each and every time, but I like to play it every now and then. I like to go through a season just it's, it's pretty cool for me these sports games bring back some memories because i did play them in the past and again now the nba games i've played periodically over the years because i have such an affiliation with it obviously i do another nba show on the side here but yeah for me it's been cool and i know you said splatoon 3 which is also coming mm-hmm. out on friday because that's something that you have to be a part of on the esports scene i think it's been a good success story for nintendo i was hoping it would be even at a larger level but hey it's still a strong seller and it's still the major multiplayer game for that platform
1: it's fun i don't know if you've ever like watched a splatoon match like it is fun like it's cool and it's easily accessible i mean nintendo doesn't really have a halo or anything like that and i think that splatoon is actually like a a pretty decent substitute for that type of gameplay if you're you know if that's what you're looking for
0: outside of the free-to-play it's their premier multiplayer platform on that Nintendo Switch. So, yeah, it's coming out on this Friday, and I expect nothing less than a decent grade for it and it, to be a good multiplayer experience. It's fun. It's it's not something that's violent. It's just splatting, you know, almost like paintball per se. So, yeah. yeah, your thoughts on it, please let us know. NBA 2K23 and Splatoon 3. It's coming out this Friday. Please let us know your thoughts. Are you excited for it? Let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Before we hit our last subject, I want to go ahead and give a big shout out on the Creative Emmys that were showcased on this weekend. wanted to go ahead and let everybody know the big winners or the big name winners were Adele, The Beatles for Get Back, Sir Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr, along with Peter Jackson, won Creative Arts Emmys for Get Back. Chadwick Boseman won a posthumous Emmy for his work with What If? And former President Barack Obama won for his voiceover work on a National Parks series as well. So, yeah, just definitely some good stuff that's out there for the Creative Arts Emmys about behind the scenes. I know we'll be getting more into the Emmys as the actual big-time, primetime Emmys come up here in a bit. But uh, though I think the one that stands out that everybody is cheering for is Chadwick Boseman's work on What If, which I thought was very, very good.
1: I've heard nothing but good things.
0: A little bit of a mixed as far as the good and the bad with the voiceover work there. But Chadwick Boseman's work was exemplary and very well-deserved on a Creative Arts Emmy. So mm-hmm. wanted to give a big shout-out to the big-name winners of the Creative Arts Emmys as we get into Emmy season. Looking forward to the anticipation of what the best TV shows are thought of. We'll go ahead and share more thoughts on it in the upcoming days right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But my friend, before we head on out, the summer box office season, I guess, with this Labor Day weekend, you could say this is the end of the summer weekend. National Cinema Day on Saturday brought $3 cinemas, as far as $3 shows, to cinemas around the country here in the U.S. On a weekend with, I guess, added footage version of Spider-Man No Way Home, which won yeah, the box office. I was, I was office. curious
1: about that, like if there's anything that like, changed the movie at all.
0: I didn't change the movie at all. They just added around 11 minutes to it, I believe. Some added new scenes, uh, expanded scenes. I think they added one of the end credit scenes. They changed around a little bit and modified, but didn't make it too dramatic. It's nothing that's going to redo the MCU per se, but Mm -hmm. it is something that enhances that movie even more. So I'm sure that it will probably get released at some point as far as a definitive edition Spider-Man No Way Home. So looking forward to seeing that at some point, but yeah, it was showcased this weekend, actually won the box office at a little over $6 million, which is kind of funny. And it speaks to the entire summer. Guess what was in second Top Gun Maverick, which also Uh, is that part of the $3 day? Yep. Over 30,000 theaters in the U S as far as screens, 30,000 screens across the U S were $3. So it was a, Definitely a way to go back and enjoy the Labor Day weekend with the family. DC League of Super Pets was third. Bullet Train was in fourth. It was, actually, they were all around between five and a half and six million dollars. So really, wasn't not much to write home about. But you know, overall, I think it just speaks to where we're at as far as the summer box office season. That Spider Man mm-hmm. and Top Gun actually win the day for the box office. -hmm. Overall, your thoughts on it? I mean, while Top Gun: Maverick has been a huge success, earning over one billion dollars worldwide, Jurassic World Dominion is actually going to go over a billion dollars here in the next week. Nine hundred
1: ninety million right now, right? Yeah,
0: nine ninety five. So nine ninety five. So it's going to go over a billion dollars. The Marvel movies, Thor: Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange two, both did not make a billion dollars, even though. Doctor Strange two kind of got close nine hundred fifty. Your thoughts on this summer? I mean, with Minions doing well, that was actually doing quite well. The minions the rights grew that made over seven hundred million dollars. Actually, it's almost made over almost made nine hundred million dollars to the box office. So it's been a great success. I think there has been it's it's mixed results. I think people are still not coming back as much as I think the theaters are hoping for. And it, they're selecting, they're picking and choosing which movies they're going to go see. They're not just going seeing every movie that's coming out like they used in the past. Yeah. Your thoughts on the summer box office before we head on out.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's been, it, it's been a weird time for movies just in general, you know, Top Gun Maverick. I would never have predicted that movie to be the first one across a billion dollars. So that, blew my mind. And actually, like, I still haven't had an opportunity to go watch this movie. So I really want to go Jurassic World Dominion. I've figured would make a decent amount of money. Doctor Strange, obviously. What surprises me is that Thor Love and Thunder just kind of like halted, you know, it hit that 700 million mark and it just has not really budged since. So
0: yeah, it's going to, it's going to be right. It's going to finish right around 750.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, looking at that minions rise, of Gru. They not even predict that that would do as well as it did.
0: Yeah, anybody who thought that was going to do $900 million is crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of movies that people were expecting big things out of, and then they just kind of stopped.
0: Yeah. I agree. It but just seems it, like that people were more selective this summer about what they chose to see.
1: You know, what is impressive, though? Let's take a look at Dragon Ball Superhero here. Like $70 million. Wow.
0: Yeah. I'm that just is telling you, huge. man. Huge. I'm telling you that I understand most of it was upfront in that first weekend, mm-hmm. but I think it's just allowing these studios to take notice that, yes, you can have a movie like that debut, get a first big week or two weeks in, and then make a lot more when you once you put it on a Netflix, Crunchyroll, Hulu, whatever, and you could yeah. really make it on the back end as well. Those kind of movies now are really seeing a lot more life. And I'm thinking we're going to see a lot more anime properties like this in the future come up to the big screen.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, they'd be I know it's expensive to make them, but they would not be making their money back unless, you know, unless they are. Sorry, they would not be profitable unless people, you know, paid to stream on Crunchyroll or bought the DVD Blu-ray sets yeah. or whatever. So this is just like having it in theaters is just like extra money for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely excited to see what would be going on in this fall and winter for the box office. The summer, I think it's getting mixed returns. Lightyear light year was a disappointment at the box office at mm-hmm. only $218 million, but it has done absolutely huge numbers on Disney+. Plus. So maybe that's telling everybody out there that maybe Pixar movies should go the way of Disney plus and showcase there because they seem to do big numbers there, but there were other d- disappointments as well so far for the box office. And again, I think it was mixed results overall. I think it was really something that people need to go ahead and keep in check as far as it's still the theater going experience is still not the same mm-hmm. coming out of the COVID coronavirus era. I think that there's still a long ways to go for before theaters can actually say we're back, but at least it's a lot healthier than it was the past two years.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, there has been progress. There has been money being pumped into. It's just not, you know, it's not what it once was. Yeah.
0: Big shout out to Jaws though. Earned $2 million at the box office this weekend. Big shout out.
1: we all know that Avatar, you know, James Cameron is like Hollywood's biggest cheater and he's putting Avatar out again. Yes. So, and we all gonna know go that
0: that's going to go up number 1. I bet you oh, that will
1: absolutely. Go up. I I it's going to make uh, at least 40 million dollars. I, yeah. I this is this is how I feel because you have this whole generation of kids who have not seen the movie. Like my kids want to sit down and watch it. I'm like I don't know, I don't know if I have that kind of time on my hands. But like that, yeah, exactly. They want to sit down and watch it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'd rather take them to the theaters to watch it than, you know, obviously we can't watch on Disney Plus anymore. So we'll have to go to the movie theaters. So, well, I mean, they, what, they've well, changed. you know what? Was
0: more pain hmm.
1: going to Disney World and
0: sit, sitting in a three hour line for that Avatar ride and listening uh, to the Avatar sounds and songs and sights uh, uh, for three hours.
1: Uh, I know. My wife, so before me, my wife were like dating um we went with like a group of friends she was with a group of friends to go see avatar and she was reminding me about how like there's this noise in the movie theater and she was snoring (laughs) she clearly was not interested in it
0: sleeps through the lord of the rings and sleeps through avatar as well at least she's an equal equal right sleeper
1: there (laughs) yeah equal offender
0: Yes. I will say, though, again, like you stressed, I know I interrupted you on that. And I apologize. that. I know you talked about how he's double dipping and cheating as far as it's concerned over Marvel. But I know you both, you and I want to see as far as what movie should be number one all time. But it doesn't look like that's ever going to happen. So it's going to be Avatar, whether we like it or not.
1: Always. And when something else beats it, he'll put it back in theaters again. Absolutely. He will indeed. But what are your thoughts
0: out there on the summer at the box office? Did you see the mixed results that we did? Because there were some movies that really did good, that were surprising, like Top Gun Maverick and Minions the Rise of Gru. And there were some that just didn't do what we thought it would do, like Thor, Love and Thunder, Lightyear, and some others as well. So what were your thoughts this summer at the box office? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Thank you as always for being part of it. Any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: No, I mean, just hotly anticipating a, uh, you know, a lot of big reveals at D23. We'll see though. We'll see what happens. You know, I actually like to stay for the next Jedi Fallen Order game. That'd be something big.
0: You never know. It just may happen come Thursday or come this weekend at d23 so for josh peterson this is gerald glassford it's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great